tell them skill or cheap. Thunder Paul, some give it to, some give it to, some give it to, to our girls. Five million and forty naughty shorty. Baby girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. Thunder Paul say, well, I'm on the way the time. Cool, I wanna be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on. And girl, I wanna be the papa, you can be the mom. Oh, oh. See the girl them broke out on the floor From you don't want to work this performer From you don't want a man where can't turn you on Girl, me can see you when them upon ya Can't turn for the long, no eat, no yam, no steam fish, no, no green banana But down in Jamaica, we give it to your heart like a sauna Well, I'm on the way the time cold I wanna be keeping you warm I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm Yo, yo, what's up, brother? Another day here, Sam, living the life, summer 2020. What is up, Griddle Gang? Thanks for listening. We got episode nine. It's crazy how it's been flying through. We're excited to give you more of the sauce this week. Think of uh, all the laughs we've had along the way. Yeah, and a lot of cries. You know, don't a get lot it of twist. cries, many you know, cries. It's still sad boy summer. Um, but we're, we're pushing through everybody. Um, we'll get started. We're going to talk about kind of 4th of July, a tradition unlike any other, probably an athlete that is so underappreciated. And we want and so talk- relatable. Right, absolutely. And we're talking about Joey Chestnut. Sam, tell us what you think. What a beast this guy is. Just went out there this year, this year and beat his, himself. He beat his old record. I think it was like 75 dogs, maybe. Just an absolute unit. Unit. He's like he's the commons man, common man's athlete. I just I love Joey Chestnut. I love watching him every year. I think the fact that we do a hot dog eating contest in general is fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I can't get enough of this guy. And good for him, just downing more dogs than I probably eat in a year. Uh, just what an impressive show of athleticism. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know. It is 12 titles for the man. You know, if you kind of look at it um, in like the Mount Rushmore of achieving greatness in their sport, it's hard to say that he's probably not in the top 10. You know what I mean? 12 titles. That is something that's crazy. You know, at this point, like Sam said, he's just beating himself. 75 hot dogs. And, you know, me and Sam, we can have some hot dogs. But even combined, Sam, I don't think we're eating 75 hot dogs in a year. Dude, I'm definitely not even close to that number. I would say I'm probably maybe around a 50 on a good year when I'm really getting after it. <laughs> right. uh, you can tell if you look back at some old Facebook photos, you know, which years were the hot dog years when I was nearing 50. But, you know, like you said, it's up there. It's like Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and Joey Chestnut, just the best in their class, always getting after it. This would have been an easy year for him to coast. It seemed like he had no competition, and he, he just – this guy is relentless. He cannot be stopped. A fierce competitor in his uh, craft. Yeah, the crazy thing, too, Sam, is I was just looking, and for, like, 75 hot dogs that he ate, along with the bread, everybody, that was close to 22,000 calories. For those who aren't aware, an average, you know, male um, calorie intake in the day should be around 2,000. 
So to eat almost 22,000 calories in, <laughs> how long is that? Like an hour or less? Yeah. Yeah, less, I think. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know how, I don't know how he, like, walks after, you know. Sam, what'd you say? They go out drinking after? Yeah, I was reading the story somewhere where, like, apparently afterwards they go, they go out and, like, get after it. I guess all the, the competitors, they, right. they go out drinking afterwards and kind of celebrate the day. I guess it's, as you would imagine, the hot dog eating contest is not a very uh, angry group towards their competitors. You know, I think they all get along pretty well. So, yeah, from what I heard, it, it sounds like they really get after it once the contest is over, which I have no fucking idea. Like, after I eat two hot dogs, I kind of want to go take a nap on netflix and yeah. you know i'd like to oh, go climb into someone's basement and take a nap but you know i i don't know how these guys stand up afterwards i would feel like absolute dog shit yeah i don't even know how you really practice right because i don't think you can probably practice for this and eat 75 hot dogs because i i could would imagine that probably takes you like at least a week two weeks maybe even more to just follow, finally get rid of that that feeling of bloatedness or like I just don't get it. This guy is amazing. And it's impressive. He's not that overweight. Like, he no, looks definitely like just an average Joe Schmuckatelli walking around the street. You would think a guy who was eating like that all year round would be like the Kool-Aid man. But he looks pretty good. So, shout out to Joey Chestnut. He's got the ideal bod for someone who just marks hot dogs for a living. <laughs> there you have it. Joey Chestnut, one of the greatest athletes to ever do it. Sam, what's on, what do we got on the menu next? Wait, I have one last question before we move on. Yeah. Do we know – does Joey Chestnut have, like, a day job? Does he do – like, is he, like, an accountant in his free time? Like, what does he do off off, off the reservation? I There's don't no know. chance a hot dog eating could sustain you, right? I, I, think, I think it probably is. I mean, there's a bunch of other eating competitions. I bet the payout, you know, for the, the hot dog eating competition – I'm actually going to look it up. Hot dog eating competition payout. It could not be that much. No, it's not that much. I, I, if, if someone tell me this is wrong, this is just a quick Google search. It's uh, $10,000 um, for eating 75 you hot dogs. That's like their Super Bowl. I know he does – we were talking earlier, he does other events yeah. you know, outside of this, but that's like got to be the biggest payout of them all, right? So you got to think everything else is a little bit less. Yeah, I'm sure at some point he has to have some type of endorsement, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my got, God, yeah. So I think he, he probably can do it. I'll be honest, probably everyone else in, in, the, in the sport of uh, competitive eating has a full-time job. But, you know, when you're a goatee like him, you know, it's probably, you know, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, 100%. So good for him. Joey Chestnut really getting after it this year. Another dub in his pocket. He's up there, uh, you know, with the, with the New England Patriots in terms of title town. Yep. So Who we got up next on the docket, NC. We got another athlete, you know, might actually, the way I've been seeing this guy, he might put Joey Chestnut, good run for his money, but we're going to talk about Bryson DeChambeau, uh, the PGA golfer. Guy's looking dummy thick. For those who aren't big golf fans, uh, the guy put on like 50 pounds of muscle over the past year, and now he just kind of looks like, he looks like a thinned out lineman. Or, like, I, I don't know how else you describe it. like an out-of-shape WWE wrestler. Where, like, he's got muscle, but the guy's just rounded or rounded off, you know? Yeah, um, like a – maybe like a retired – like a retired, out-of-shape, five years out of retirement, Rob Gronkowski. Not yes. as tall. Yep, I agree. It's a good comparison. 
you know, once he starts slinging beers and not working out as much, that's a great that's a great uh, side by side profile of what you know old Gronk might look like after his retirement. But uh, yeah, like he got into a little controversy this last weekend during the Travelers tournament, uh, where he was he was chipping out of the sand or something, and there was a cameraman in his way. He started bitching out the cameraman. It was basically like, "Quit following me around. You're making me look bad. You're ruining my image." Uh, and was kind of just throwing like a total hissy fit and kept it going even after his match in the press conference, looking like a total baby, uh, just bitching about cameras being in his face. Uh, I got to be honest, I think it kind of looks like a pussy after this move. Like I, you play professional sport. If you don't like being on camera, you should pick, go do something else. Go be an accountant. You know what I mean? Go work in, in construction. Go do something else. But like you can't bitch about cameras being in your face. You're playing on live television in front of the world. I don't, what else would he expect? I don't understand all this boo-hooing on the course about, oh, why, why are you in my face? You're making me look bad. Brother, the camera's not making you look bad. You're making you look bad. So quit crying about it. Pick yourself up and let's get it moving. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. When Bryson DeChambeau, maybe three, three four years ago, started coming on to the PGA Tour scene, you know, I, I liked him. Um, I think he has a cool name. Um, you know, also for those who aren't too well aware about golf, he's a very scientific person when it comes to the sport of golf. You know, all his clubs are the same length. You know, he's he was a big proponent of leaving the pin in. He does all this crazy shit. And to me, it got to the point where his antics were just too much. You can do that, but like he just keeps talking about it. And he's always like in kind of the news in golf with that stuff. And, you know, like Sam said, like, it's part of his job. The cameraman is just – like, all the golfers on a Sunday, if you're in contention, have cameramen around, right? This is what you do for a living. Stop being a huge bitch and, you know, understand, hey, like, this is who I am. Like, you know, this is what you have to deal with. It's, it should be nothing new. Um, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting sick of Bryson DeChambeau even more, and I already don't like the guy, so fuck him. It just seems like a weird instinct for a professional athlete to be mad when people are filming him doing his sport. It just doesn't make sense. It'd be like Tom Brady being mad that they filmed the interception. It just it, it makes no sense. So I think he's being a baby about this whole situation. He, I saw him making some ripples in the news this last weekend, so I figured it was worth bringing it up. But, I mean, this guy just needs to toughen up a little bit. Sounds like uh, he's letting the, the media get under his skin a little too much. Hey, he's drinking too many protein shakes. Yeah, I guess so. Guy's dummy thick right now. Yeah, that's not what you want. I'll be honest. No, it is not. I would not want that. Um, so yeah, Bryson DeChambeau. I think we're we're ready to just stop talking about him because we're just going to get angry talking about this guy, Sam. Let's 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 move on to something positive. Um, let's move on to hot takes. You know, our favorite part of the show, giving you guys more heat um, to scratch your head and be like. What the fuck do Sam and Nino do? Like, how do they come up with this? So we got more on the way. Sam, what's the first hot take? So the first hot take we got is about a certain dining style that's near and dear to my heart. It's tapas. For those who don't know what tapas is, just get off the podcast right now. This is clearly not for you. But, uh, you know, it's nice when you get – it's the Spanish, typically Spanish ordering style where you get, you know, you can get a little bit of everything. You ordered a bunch of small dishes, um, you know, and that's kind of how the, me- the menu goes. You don't order, like, an appetizer, an entree, dessert, and get out of there. You order, like, you know, ten little things and split it up with whoever you're out there eating with. Now, 
whenever it comes up in a like a group of friends I'm with, people typically shit on it. They're like, ah, it's kind of annoying. I don't like sharing. It's a little, it feels expensive. I, I don't know if I'm getting a good bang for my buck. They're just all kind of bitching and moaning about it. And I was thinking, I think it's one of the greatest ways to eat. For me, I'm a very indecisive person. Uh, you know, I don't like having to commit to one thing on a menu. I'm typically torn. And I'm that asshole who, you know, is asking the waiter, like, what should I get? And I always feel like a dick doing that because I put the waiter or waitress on a spot. Um, so, I, so I was thinking about it, and I think tapas is the way to go. It's a great way to taste around the menu. You know, you can see what the restaurant's really about. And, and it brings the table together. You get to split right. a little bit of everything. Oh, and then, you know, it makes for some nice conversation. Oh, I like this. Oh, I didn't really like this. You know, right. did this, I think they did really well. Or, you know, it's just, I think it's a good experience for the table. And I'm tired of people dragging it through the mud. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Fuck those people who said that to you, man. You know, I, I think you're hundo P correct. I think, you know, tapas obviously is the Spanish style, small plates. But I think, you know, big picture, I think sharing ordering a bunch of things on the menu with friends or on a date is really the best way to eat, man. It's, you get a taste of everything, especially if you're not a picky eater and you kind of just want to be a little adventurous. Like, you know, it's, it's perfect. You get, you get to try everything and you get to also try things that you, you might not like, and you know, Hey, like this is dog shit. Like, why did we order this? But Hey, you know, you gone through the experience and I think it, like you said, it brings, the table together if you're with a big group of people um you know you kind of yeah, makes that, it more intimate yeah you can you you have that relatability about something but also you know don't do this people with people who are picky eaters right no know your know your crew know the gang like if you know joey bag of donuts only eats you know like chicken fingers uh buffalo wings french fries don't don't take him to a place that you're gonna share you know it's just right. like it's going to make him uncomfortable or her. And it's just not going to be the vibe that you're looking for. I agree. And I would say like tapas is up there too. Uh, in, in terms of similar dining styles is like dim sum, you know, when they're walking oh, around man, the carts, stop and, it, Oh, let stop me have it. a plate of that. And stop it's nice. It. Cause it's like the perfect portion where you can have a bite of it, but you're not going to get too full. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it briefly earlier, but people, a lot of times when it comes to tapas or dim sum, they bitch about the price, but like, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to, instead of having to like select one thing, all right, I'm just going to get this cheeseburger. I might like it. I hopefully like it. Maybe I won't like it. I don't know. Now you're getting to try the whole fucking menu. You know, you can figure out what you like, maybe be a little adventurous. You're paying more for the experience and, and the ability to not have to lock into one item. So I think people are shitting on tapas. Give it another try. Visit it with an open mind. I don't want to hear that it's no good because that's just not true. Yeah, I mean, Sam, how many times have we, have we done – a lot of times we go out to eat, eat, Sam and I, and we order more than we can actually eat. 100% happens all the time. If it doesn't happen, we're probably hungover. Um, right. And every but, time we do dim sum or tapas, we clear the table. And why? It's because they give you perfect portions, and it comes at a pace where you know you're good. And almost every time the waiter understands, right? They always tell you, okay, that's good. If you guys are really hungry, maybe add another plate or two. Or they'll even tell you, like, ah, it's a lot of food. I'd maybe take one off. And so I think that's nice, too. Like, typically at these places, the waiters and waitresses are there to help you out, and they kind of understand that this isn't a common uh, way to eat. So, you know, they kind of help you get over the finish line and make sure it's an ideal experience. So don't be afraid to use their knowledge. You know, they work there, and these guys know what's good. Yeah, I mean, 
what I do also see, and it does bother me, honestly, is because this is something that I, we've been both doing for years and, and kind of sharing plates. It's just when I'm out to dinner and you kind of see maybe a couple or, or people just ordering like their individual plates, man, that shit is just so hard to watch because like if there's, if you're at a good spot, there's definitely many things that you can get. And it's just like, you know, it's not family. You know, I, I like that, that aspect of when you do share plates, yo, yo, pass that over. Like, let me get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yo, did you try this? This is good. Like that, that's the, that's what makes food really good is obviously the taste of it, but the whole experience that you get with other people when you're dining, like when you're, when I, like when you go on a date, whoever that may be, just, just do it. Just order a bunch of stuff. I think the date would actually appreciate it. Um, for if you took if you took the lead and ordered a bunch of plates and, and shared oh yeah it's a great way to go and you know going out to eat it's it's the experience you know it's the food is like an important aspect obviously that's why you pick certain restaurants and don't go to other places but it's the experience you're having with other people and being able to share that through like shareable plates or ordering a couple of things and splitting them up but you know kind of like we've said like we were touching on earlier it just makes it a more intimate experience it's something you'll you'll remember you know you'll have the smell of the food the taste the, the table you were at, the ambience of the restaurant, it all comes together a little bit more when things are shared. So if you don't like shared menus, tapas, dim sum, anything like that, family style, eating, I don't want to hear it. You know, give it a chance. It's, it's the best way to do it. You know, it makes everything feel a little bit more inviting, a little bit more homey. Yep. If you don't What we like, got next, NC? What we got next is sorry cut you off there no 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 no. i was just gonna say if you if you don't like to share food when you're out to eat you can just go fuck yourself and i'm just gonna you ain't eating with us (laughs) that is facts um next hot take i don't really agree with this is good you know sam and i have been agreeing a little bit more which i kind of don't like but we're gonna butt heads on this one is dessert after dinner is out sam this was your hot take while let you take the lead tell me why you're thinking about this because i don't agree one bit yeah so i you know i was chewing on our our previous tapas comment and i I was thinking more about the whole dinner experience you know when you put it all together from tip to tail right and i was thinking about dessert and i gotta be honest for me it never really adds anything like every time we order dessert i'll I'll have a bite or two and be like oh it's pretty good you know but it never it never uh like rounds out the meal for me i almost think it's like a waste and afterwards i'm always like ah that was too much i ate too much you know i shouldn't have ordered that And I've never ordered dessert and been like, wow, like that completed the meal. Like, I'm so glad I got that. Without that, it would have been a totally different experience. So I was in my my counterpoint, you know, because you were asking me the obvious question, well, then what should we do if we want something sweet? I would say if you want something sweet, make that the, the, uh, you know, the point of your evening. Like have a big, maybe a bigger late lunch and then try to track down a place that has a salad dessert menu take a date out, get a couple of espressos, maybe a little after dinner drink and go split up a dessert. You know, it's a little different. It'll keep your date on your toe, on his or her toes. And, you know, it just, it changes it up. Instead of going out and having this big ass meal, you got this big ass dessert afterwards. It knocks you on your ass. You know, you feel full as hell. You can't do anything afterwards. Scrap that all together. Go straight out. Have a, like I said, have a big late lunch. Go straight out afterwards. Grab some dessert at a nice restaurant, something like that, you know, make it a unique experience. But overall, I'm like, I'm over, I'm out on desserts included with your dinner. I don't need that. I'm out on you after that. Do you, do you uh, like dessert? I do. That's the thing is I right. enjoy dessert, but 
but I've never had it with a full dinner where I'm like, ah, yeah, like I really needed that right now. Or like that really completed the whole experience for me. It's always just kind of been an afterthought that I'm like, I wait to see if someone else is going to order. I'm like, well, fine. I guess if you're getting dessert, I'll get something too. Or like, all right, I'll just have a spoon of yours. You know what I mean? I never am like making the leading the charge to get a dessert. Yeah. You know, I think me, I feel the complete opposite, man. I, I love fucking dessert. Um, it's so tasty. I think it that most of the times when I do go out to eat at a nice place, for the most part, like I always get dessert because I feel like I'm selling myself short when I go out to the restaurant and I have everything literally from the soup to shore to two appetizers to three entrees that I'm sharing um, to two different cocktails. Like I'm going to get dessert because you might as well. You're 85% done through the meal and you're going to leave out dessert, something sweet to, to cleanse the palate. You know, this weekend I actually had dessert. You know, I had this, vane- this vanilla cheesecake with this banana foster sauce. And let me tell you, man, it, it was perfect way to end the meal. Um, it was super, it was sweet. You know, it was just enough. I think a lot of times you might not be making the right choice, Sam, when you get dessert. You might be, you might be going for like. That's key- not fucking true. I have great taste in You dessert. might be going for key lime pie. Cause you're, you're well, key, key lime pie is friggin' delicious. <laughs> I would take key lime pie over that ass cheesecake you ordered any day of the week. Key lime pie goes up against any other dessert. I don't want to hear about it. Especially in the summer. Key lime pie is fucking delicious, brother. You do not know what you're talking about. Tell the fans what you do for your birthday. For my birthday every year, instead of getting a cake, I like to get myself a nice slice of key lime pie. That's my. It's my day. I was born on that day, and that's what I'm going to give myself. And his birthday isn't in the summer, brother. You know, it's, it's not like a nice, cool breeze on the beach. He's eating it in dead of the winter. Hey, I, I like to find my beach, all right? And if it's in January, so be it. It's in January. But when I take a bite of that on my birthday, close my eyes, I, you know, I can smile knowing that summer's not too far away. Uh, I got nothing to say, but dessert is good, and you should get it after dinner because it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying no. I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right. All right. But I'm just telling the fans, like, don't listen to what you're saying. Dessert after dinner is so in. Even maybe get two desserts. You know, I think. Flip the game on its head. Just ha- maybe make dinner at home. And then, hey, let's go putz around downtown. That's Grab fine. A little you can coffee do that. and a dessert. Oh, a game changer. Let me tell you, drip drop. Get the mop. Get the mop. I'm just telling you. What do we got next? Let's see. I'm just not going to see eye to eye on this one. Yeah. I'm going to have a dessert after this, after, this, uh, after this podcast. And you'll probably bro. enjoy it because you won't yeah. have a full fucking meal ahead of you. No, I just ate lunch, actually. Um, See, you're so, following my rules. Uh, next hot take, you know, it's something that's been a theme for those who have been listening with us. You know, Sam says summer sucks. So, so uh, we talked about summer. I think we talked about the seasons, I believe, right, earlier right, yeah. when we first started this, John, off. And I think I gave summer a pretty high rating. I actually don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to go back and listen. But I got now that I'm halfway through especially after a long 4th of July weekend. I'm out on the summer. My whole ass is sunburnt. I'm red from my head to my toe. I ignored, you know, I, I ignored the golden rule of throwing on sunscreen. Yeah, and I did. got sunburned and maybe the worst spot, I'm thinking it's the worst spot you can get sunburned, is your lips. 
Yeah, I just wow. I took a How do you even think about that? You know? Yeah, dude. Let me tell. I took I'm a feeling hurt the after that. What you just said. It, dude, I can't drink anything. I can't eat anything. You've been talking right now. Like I feel like my lips are getting ready to fall off. These Johns are spicy right now. They are hot. And I, you know, I'm just. And now because I'm sunburned, everything's a little hotter. Like when I go to bed at night, I'm hot. When I'm getting out of the car to walk into my apartment, I'm sweating because right. I'm just beat red. And it, I, you know, I'm getting real frustrated with summer at the moment. I do recognize that this is a temporary hate, and I think it will pass. But right now, fuck summer. I'm in so much pain; it's not even funny. My stomach just looks like it looks like I'm the Kool Aid Man when I take my shirt off. That's two Kool Aid Man references for this episode. Uh, you know, it's not good. I'm beat red. I'm hot. I'm sweating everywhere, and my lips fucking hurt every time I talk or eat or drink. And I'm over the summer. I'm ready for the fall to dust off my fire fits. Summer kind of sucks. You know, I think we're in a weird place right now with what's going on in the world. So everyone's summer is kind of, you know, not what it usually is. I'll be honest. Like some of those like uh, summer days, like I don't really like the 4th of July. I'm actually from the shore. Um, so everyone comes to me, right? So it just makes my life so much harder with traffic, having to go different ways. Everything's crowded. Also, something that I do want to talk about, which is very related to summer and why this summer it's been pissing me off. Um, for those who are listening in the Philadelphia era, area, I know you've been hearing it. Every fucking night, there are fireworks going off starting at 5 p.m. Let me tell you, two weeks ago, I was with the fellas. You know, we're playing a little tennis. We're feeling sporty. We wanted sure. to feel like we're in the prime. You know what I mean? It's 5 o'clock. We're in this family park, trying, you know, and I'm serving, you know, first serve, you know, I felt like I was going to get a good one in and all of, all of a sudden, pop, 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 firework after firework, it's fucking, it's fucking five o'clock, you know, they're on that foo foo lang shit, like who can <laughs> see the fucking fireworks at that time? Like, why are you lighting? And let me, it was right next to the tennis court and it's just nonstop from 5 to 11.30 p.m. I was driving home the other day. I was making a right on my street. What do I see 100 feet away from me? Fireworks about to fucking explode right in front of my car. And it's like, Jesus, have you guys not gotten tired of this every single day? You know, I get it. Maybe if it's, uh, one, you know, 4th of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day kind of weekend type of thing, but not every fucking night, Monday to Sunday. Get rid of fireworks. That's what I'm thinking for summer. Well, I got to say, I, I'm a firework lover, so I will, not, I will not listen to any of your hatred towards this wonderful thing. They're fun. You know, it's just a good time. All right, you come, you come, you, when you come, through, uh, you come through from Monday to Thursday and you hear that shit all fucking day, I don't want to hear it. Well, that's why I don't live there. I don't want to tolerate all the fireworks. I like them on my own accord, you know what I mean? But shout out to PA, though. Very easy to buy fireworks. I live in Maryland. It's damn near impossible. Sucks. It should be like that. Uh, no, no, no. Fireworks well, are fantastic, especially this time of year. Well, you know what is fantastic? You know, something that is summer-related that I want to talk about um, for those who, you know, might be sleeping on it, or it's been a while, is Rocket Pop. Delicious. Uh, phenomenal. Anything Rocket Pop is in. It, it, might be the, it might be the new summer trend, you know, whether it's the Popsicle at the Ice Cream Man or whether it's like this, you know, rocket pop cock, frozen cocktail. Look it up for those who've never heard of it. 
definitely find a place where you can get one or make one yourself. Let me tell you, it might be the frozen cocktail of the summer. And Nino, that's a perfect transition for the next segment. We got tough, rough, or nuff. And uh, one of our one of the suggestions we had on our list this week was the ice cream man, the beloved ice cream man. Now, I know you and me both share this sentiment. I was thinking about it this weekend because uh, they had an ice cream man run by on the beach. And I hadn't actually had – I've never – like, I haven't bought anything from the ice cream man since I was – like, for a while. Uh, probably since I was a younger kid, a young SG running around Olney, Maryland. A young GB. Uh, and, yeah, what a good guy. And uh, I forgot just how great the things they have on there are. You know, I haven't had, like, for me, I really used to like the, like, strawberry, eclair, crunchy, like, Oh, bar. yeah, strawberry shortcake and chocolate. Yeah, fries. that's John, that thing. I that used to fire. love that. I didn't end up getting it. I got a Rocket Pop, too. But uh, I just forgot about how great the ice cream man is. You know, like I said, I haven't been since I was younger, and you kind of forget about how great it is. It's just one of those simple pleasures in life. And, you know, it was helping me work through this mean sunburn I was dealing with. And it put me in a good mood. It was up there with the nostalgic snacks that we talked about a few weeks ago. Just everything on that menu is classic. The SpongeBob SquarePants, it always looks horrific. You know, that one little snow cone with the two gumballs in the bottom. Like, they just have some really heavy hitters on the truck. Before, you know, I get started, give the fans your top three choices, you know, at the ice cream truck. Oh, man. Okay. I got to go Rocket Pop. My right. number two, I'm going with the strawberry shortcake, good right. humor, right? Sit popsicle, whatever you want to call that, John. And right. then number three, I'm going Choco Taco. That's Choco that's Tacos are nice. Yeah, uh, they're very tooth. Um, what about you? What do you got? So top three, I don't think Mr. Softy counts. Um, nah, you got to do like the the classics. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's fine because we grew up in a place that didn't have Mr. Softy, but Mr. Correct. Softy is the greatest dessert of all time. Vanilla cone with rainbow jimmies. It's not sprinkles. It's fucking jimmies. Shut your mouth. Oh, I can um, crush some jimmies right now. But I'm going. You know, ice cream truck. Not in any order because I, I do love them all. I'm definitely going strawberry shortcake. That is a must. I'm probably Delicious. going with the Oreo cookies and cream sandwich. Oh, yeah. That one's very tough. I haven't had that in a while, but it's very good. And then I'm probably going with the, like, vanilla and, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like a wafer, but it's the WWE one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Those I are had, like, A blast from the past. I'm looking this John up right now. Bro, that that shit is see. so good. Uh, Ice so cream good. truck, WWE. Man, those <laughs> things are so good, dude. Yeah, a lot of people sleep on them, you know? Uh, yeah. Also, probably um, one that is underrated is – The uh, Superstar Bars. What? That's what they call these Johns online. Is – uh. The teenage ninja, uh, the 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 teenage ninja turtle ones. Those, oh yeah, those are the best character. Don't tell me they all taste the same. No, the ninja turtle ones is the best one, and it's not even close. And similar to the SpongeBob, they almost always look fucked up. Yeah, they do. I've never seen one where the eyes are in the right God spot. Damon, I want an ice cream truck. I might be an ice cream man. That wouldn't be bad. I was typing in ice cream truck WWE and right. I autocorrected the 
ice cream truck weed. Apparently, there's a lot of ice cream <laughs> trucks that sell weed out there. Also, something that is slept on that is so simple that, you know, is a great alternative to, it's just a classic ice cream Sammy. Oh, yeah. I, I, or, like, for me, I'm more of a cookie, what's it, the cookie sandwich one? Yeah, I like yeah. that one better. With the chocolate chips? Yeah, it's very tough. And, you know, nothing was better, too, like, growing up, you, you almost never had your shoes on. Like, you know, you're stepping over gravel, but you didn't care because you just had a nice, like you said, ice cream Sammy. Maybe you had the Rocket Pop. You know, you right. had one of the classics in your hand. It didn't matter to you. Yeah, and I think one of the, the coolest part, too, is, like, when you're a kid, you see the ice cream man, right? And you, you wave that bastard down. You know, you throw 100%. the hands up in the air, and the guy comes, and you're like, hold on, I have to go inside to get money. You know, it's just a – Mom! Can I get help! a couple of bucks? You know? So it's just funny that as kids, like, it's just um, – instilled in you like you just stop them and you get ice cream whenever you want i'll be honest i don't know if i've ever been denied when i waved down the ice cream man you know i, think I, I gotta be a, there were a couple of times where i was disrespectful because <laughs> really? i got a little too excited i was like my god you know i could hear him coming around the corner i'm like hurry up ma i need money you know i'd be screaming she's like well now you're not getting it because you're acting like a fool so i probably <laughs> had that one coming you know i would you know my i apologize for how i acted Please, as a young yeah I'm really sorry, but yeah, I just got really excited. Oh wait, separately, I'm looking at the menu now. Sorry, we're getting sidetracked here. But the uh, what's the John? The orange with the vanilla inside. The dreamsicle. Dreamsicle. Yeah. Top. Oh man. man, those are good. Yeah, that's definitely an honorable mention. At least I forgot about how good those also, are. Also, another honorable mention. I don't know if we're looking at the same John, but the pop-ups. Oh, we're like you had to push it through the circle, right? Yeah, and it's red, orange, and green. Oh, and they're kind of creamy. It wasn't really yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. An ice cream and a sherbet, almost yeah. like mixed. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Yo, separate. This is like a hot takes, hot cakes. I think like our, maybe one of our first business ideas. We should get an app that shows you live where ice cream trucks are. Yeah, I mean, if you're an ice cream man. I don't think it's hard to dominate the game. You know what I mean? Social media is strong. You know, you put some promo videos out there. You do a little app. It's not that hard. You know, you set up, you, you, you put out, hey, from <laughs> five to six, I'm going to be on Main Street. Seven, uh, seven to eight, I'm going to be on South Street. You know what I mean? Like, let the people know so that they can expect. I think that's one of the things, too. I, I think we should just open an ice cream truck. Cancel the podcast. Or we'll do the podcast while we're driving live yeah oh yeah i like that a lot you know for if there's anyone out there listening who currently owns an ice cream truck hit us up if you want to collab on this this nice new app we're going to release it's going to be too also help save help save the the young sgs out there who are getting ready to be disrespectful to their mothers and get denied ice cream when instead they could just look at the app and calmly go ask for you know three bucks also if anyone listening to the podcast owns an ice cream truck just stop by, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you some money. Also, I want, through. I want to do, uh, you know, I don't even know, you know, rough, tough enough. I think we just wanted to talk about ice cream trucks. I don't even know how this fits into the segment, which is fine. But what yeah, I, no. I, I would but, agree. I think we're just trying to find a way to shoehorn in some ice cream, but I, I'm not mad at it. I, I think we both agree based off of what we're, t- how long this, this part of it went on. I think we agree that ice cream trucks are very tooth. Yeah. One thing I want to add to this for those who feel the same way, 
um, about ice cream trucks or Mr. Softy and just, you know, want to be prepared. So like we're, I was just saying earlier as kids, you know, you never, you just never had the money. You always had to ask Ma, you know, in the um, fellas support and fellas 10 commandments, you know, one of the things was always keep cash on you, right? At least a 20. So something that we've instilled at my household is that um, we have a light fixture above our island in the kitchen. And what we do is anytime anyone has a couple loose singles, we'll throw it on top of the light fixture. So you can, uh, maybe I'll even post in the story. There's got to be maybe $18 of single dollar bills on top yeah, of the light that's good ice cream money right there that is i you know what i mean because now also, you if just, you're ever gonna go rob nc now you know where to hit it first that is very true uh, <laughs> ice cream money galore so we can just rip down two dollar bills run outside you know don't gotta scramble for the wallet everyone knows where it's at something i definitely do recommend if you do like ice cream yeah have a little jar set aside with the cash ready to roll what yes. do we got next nc for tough rough tough you know what I'm talking about. I can't say this. We've been doing it now for several weeks. I can't get it right. Now, we're going to keep it food-related. Um, and I'm going to say that Cinnabon sucks. Like, it's just not very fucking good to me. It's just way too fucking sweet. Just too much frosting. You're going to get di- You're going to get five cavities, and you're probably going to get diabetes from eating half of a Cinnabon. You know what I mean? It's Brother, you- this is horrific. This is a god-awful take. Another terrible NC take. No, it's We're going to have to find, like, some kind of – we're going to have to find a villain name for you with these ass takes. I, Cinnabon is up there with the ice cream, man. You're not no, going to not. the ice cream truck. This, saying, guy oh, coming yeah. who, uh, this guy coming from the person who doesn't want dessert. No, no. Well, I'm listen, homie. I'm not eating a meal before I'm hitting the ice cream truck or the Cinnabon. Cinnabon, you know, I'm just walking around the mall yeah. having myself a nice day. Maybe I just bought myself a nice outfit. You know, maybe I put on a pair of pants. I was like, wow, I can go size down in these Johns. And, you know, I'm going to go swing by and get myself a Cinnabon. It's delicious. They have the warm, gooey center, the delicious icing to go on it's top. Good. It's just, It's an institution. It's fantastic. Nice. And if you're eating in the right moment, it's the perfect little, nice little sweet thing to have. It's fucking huge. It's not, I don't know why I said little. It's massive. Can you share it with the date? Why not? Bro, you could share that with a whole family of four, and it's probably Speak still too much. <laughs> oh, we all know that Sam eats them by himself now. I'm dogging one on my own, homie. It's just, it just doesn't do it for me. I just, I don't think it's very good at all. I'd rather hit the Annie Ants and get a nice cinnamon pretzel than a fucking thousand, twelve hundred calorie Cinnabon that I won't finish. That's way too fucking sweet. That it's just, just fucking average. I don't see why people like these things. Just garbage. Now, I- I'll drag Annie Ann's. If you bite into one of those cinnamon pretzels, after your first bite, all the cinnamon's gone. It just tastes like your raw dog in a pretzel. I would much rather have a Cinnabon. It's a, a far superior you better, you mall better, dessert. You better DM the Cinnabon in your mall food court and tell them something's wrong. Because let me tell you, the, the Annie Ann's by me don't miss. Mm, I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm a Cinnabon guy through and through. I, you know, I might even go buy one on my way home from work today and grab another. You should. Because I ain't fucking eating that, ever. <laughs> we disagree, be- but we'll move on to the next. Next for Tough Rough Nuff, we got Formula One. Uh, for those who don't know what Formula One is, it's like uh, auto racing, but with an open wheel car. Like the, 
the ones I don't know. It's like the ones you would see when you were a little kid, like the cartoons and shit. It's not your typical like NASCAR race car. And uh, you know, they got they race all around the world, and they do more of like a road track, a lot of twists and turns. Not like the the NASCAR oval. It's a lot more exciting. Uh, I was watching some of it this weekend. My family's big into it, so we watch a lot of it when we're all together. And I got to say, it's one of the most underrated sports out there. Uh, you know, in the U.S., obviously, we have the made, the big four. But, you know, this it's, it's a great sport to watch. There's a lot of drama going on in between the race, and it's not always about who's in first. You know, you, there's a lot of following, like, what team is doing well, uh, what kind of drama is there between racers. Um, and a lot of this, you can catch up to speed on the F1 documentary on Netflix. It's very interesting. Um, it kind of gets you dialed in if you're new to the sport. But uh, the other thing that I like about it is it's a lot shorter. It's not like 500 laps or anything like that. This, it's typically like 70 laps, 50 laps. You're in and you're out. Um, you know, you can continue on with your day. It's a quick, easy watch. A nice th- It's always on in the morning. So it's a nice little thing to have your coffee to and then get it moving with the rest of your week. Um, F, I like F1. You know, I'm probably not as intrigued as you, and I don't keep up. All I know is Lewis Hamilton is a beast. You yeah, know, that guy can't be stopped. If you want to talk about dominant athletes, put put some respect on his name because that guy is a motherfucking dog. Like he's oh a, yeah, and not uh, talked about enough because the sport's not big enough. But yeah. we gotta get it there. Um, you know, I enjoy it. I think I'll always have an appreciation for things like that. I don't think people understand like how hard it is to, to drive a car at that speed and the precision and kind of just like, you know, like the safety, right? You know, you could die in these things, you know, doing yeah. what you do. Same thing with NASCAR and how challenging it is. Would I say it's the best non-popular sport? No, I don't think so. Um, but it's a sport that should have some more recognition and be appreciated. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to love it. But at least give give credit when it's due, you know, to, to all athletes. You know, And I, on top of it, it's just like a sexy sport. Like, it is a very, very sexy sport. A lot sexier than NASCAR. A hundred percent. Like, the cars are good looking. Like, they have the best, like, the best beautiful celebrities watching it in the stands. The drivers are all clean looking. You know, they, like, they keep, they keep trendy, you know, with what's going on in the fashion world. Um, you know, and they play it in these, like, big, like, lavish, crazy, like, tracks where people pull up in their yachts and shit. It's just a really cool, like, James Bond kind of sport. Right? So, yeah. you know, if you're looking for something different and right now there's no, nothing going on, Formula One is still racing. So clue in on Saturday mornings. You can typically catch a race. Um, and like I said, it's short. It's easy to watch. And if you watch the Netflix documentary, it'll make it a lot more interesting for you because you'll know the racers. You'll know the drama behind the scenes. And you'll kind of understand a little bit more like what could I, what else can I look for instead of just who's finishing in first? What's going on behind the podium that I don't know about? You know, Sam, maybe what we'll do, we'll throw it out there for, for the fans is, when Sam and I get a million listeners on this podcast, us and a lucky listener will go to the Monaco Grand Prix. We'll take you out there to we Monaco. Go. We'll watch one of the sexiest events in the sport um, and have a good time. You know, we'll, we'll get you fitted for a fire fit, get a nice IG pick. It'll be great. So, we'll, you know, th- there you have it. Sam and I are taking people to Monaco. One million listeners. It'll be, you know, us and Joe Rogan. Yeah, so uh, so that concludes um, our tough, rough, enough segment. Um, 
we want to transition to shout outs. Uh, Last my, but not least. Yeah. You know, my shout out isn't to a specific restaurant um, or a person this week. Um, it's going to be a shout out to one of the most essential shoes in history. You know, I, that might be bold, but something that uh, is a staple and is a big time summer staple in the Nike Air Force Ones. Please get yourself a pair. You know what I mean? Uh, I just the classic all white cocaine Nike Air Force One lows. Same as a high top guy. So, you know, he rocks the high tops. I'm more of a low top guy. So I just got a fresh, clean pair. Take care of yourself. Clean them up. It's, it's just a great fucking look. It's, I mean, it's a classic shoe, uh, you right. know, especially if, if you're into that, you can kind of pull that look off. It's not that hard. And like, like you said, they make them in different cuts. So you can get the high, medium, and low. Uh, you know, just find something that fits your style. White, white shoe is nice to just have in your, you know, repertoire anyways. So it's something worth looking into, a good, like, casual walking around shoe on the weekend, anything like that. Definitely worth checking out. I, I have to give an endorsement, too. There's, it's a great shoe. Sam, who is your shout-out of the week going to? So I'm staying similar thinking as you. Uh, I took a bit of a fashion risk for me this weekend. I tried out a new kind of shoe I've never worn before, and it's called an espadrille. Uh, now, for those who don't know, it's kind of like a slide-on shoe. Uh, and I think typically in the past it was known to be a women's shoe. And they look wonderful on women. For the people I've seen wear them, it looks wonderful. Recently, though, I've started seeing them uh, made into a men's shoe. And so I went and shot my shot. I thought I saw a pair that looked really nice, and I bought them. Let me tell you, it's the happiest purchase I've ever made. It's a fantastic summer shoe, unbelievably comfortable, fantastically stylish. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell on myself. I did wear a pair of shorts last weekend, and it's it's because wow. I bought these shoes. I was willing to wear shoes. I was wearing to willing to wear shorts solely because I got these shoes that I thought were very hot. It, it paid off tenfold. I'm in love with them. They look fantastic. I look like Sammy Miami. Like this guy is built to, to be a shaker and a mover in the summer, even though underneath it all, I, my body was on fire. But other than that, I could not recommend espadrilles enough. I will warn you, it's kind of like a diamond in the rough situation. They you're look gonna like go, Yeah, you gotta, you're going to find a lot of really ugly espadrilles until you find the ones that suit you. But when you find the right ones, man, let me tell you, they are fire. And so anyone else listening out there who has big feet and might be concerned about this kind of shoe, I have fucking floppers on my feet. They're massive, and these still beautiful, make you look great. It, it's a great, it's a great summer shoe to get. Could not recommend enough. There you have it, folks. You know, shout out to the week's two essential summer shoes to up your game. Um, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening, Griddle Gang. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Rob the jewelry store and tell him make me a grill. Uh. Uh. Had a whole top diamond in the bottom, rose gold. Yeah. Uh. about to start an epidemic with this one. Uh. Uh. Yeah, I know what this is. Uh. So. Uh. 
said fuck it, call it a drink Call it a smile on the rock Said fuck it, call out a price Let's say I call out a lot I got like platinum and white clothes Traditional gold I'm changing grills every day Like Jay change clothes I might be grilled out nicely In my white tee On South Beach In my wife B you see, my grandmama hate it, but my little mama love it. Cause when I open up your mouth, your grill gleaming. I stand up from the chief end. I got a grill I call penny candy. You know what that mean? It look like nah, later some drops, jelly beans. I wouldn't leave it for nothing, only a crazy man would. So if you catch me in your city, somewhere out in your hood, just say, Smile for me, daddy. What you looking at? If I take a deep breath, oh, my teeth gleaming like I'm chewing on aluminum foil. Smile showing all my diamonds, sipping on some potent oil. I put my money where my mouth is and bought a grill. 20 kids.